Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. I'm going to come to Diana. Hi. Um, so I'm calling because I had called them previously and you had given me um, a recommendation. I actually live in the States yeah. and my husband lives in the UK. So I was trying to figure out if I should file from the US or file from the UK. Um, I went ahead and I started the process like you had mentioned that I could do online on my own. Yeah. Um, so I filled everything out and I basically just kind of like, you know, cre- created the account, filled out the form. Yeah. Um, I'm just at the, at the portion now where I need to pay for it. But yeah. I stopped because now, you know, in conversations with family and friends, there's like all these questions that I hadn't thought about. Um, as far as once I do that and let's say he decides to can he decide to want to handle um the financial aspect and you know uh custody all at the same time before completing the the divorce itself or does that have to be finalized and then we can go to these uh, these other parts yeah so it works a little bit different here in in england and wales and the, the reason i say that is that i know in the states everything's dealt with at the same time so divorce finances and children right. okay here um we don't deal with children at all if and if we do deal with children it's certainly not as part of the divorce and finances it will be a separate application okay so okay. you we can deal with children at any time um whether we're divorcing or not so that can start at any time diana um with the divorce and the finances you have to be part way through your divorce before we can submit a financial order to the court so the divorce okay. process is 26 weeks in about 20 weeks, you'll get your conditional order. And it's only once you've got that, we can then submit a financial order to the court. So we kind of sandwich okay. them in between the 20 and the 26 weeks, because that's when you can apply for the two orders in divorce. So it's a little bit different. Okay. Um, if I right. were you, I would just start the divorce off. If you start the divorce in the UK, obviously UK then has the jurisdiction to deal with the finances. Um, so they will want to deal with that here. But you can also start that off. If you don't want to start the finances, that's fine. You might want to then turn your mind to the children. You can also do that. It, it's entirely up to you, really. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm trying to, to do what what will cause less pushback from him. Because I know for a fact that he's like hiding uh, income or not reporting income to then not have to. So I'm just like. I know that the UK is the only, like, by filing, it would have to be done over there because they would have jurisdiction over, you know, bank accounts and the property that's shared and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm just trying to see, like, what what's going to work better. Now, also, 
doing it from here is there going to be anything at some point where i'm going to have to be present in the uk yeah so so if, if finances do kick off what i mean by that is that you don't arrive at a consent between you because when you arrive by consent mm-hmm. nobody needs to attend court but if we end up making a financial application then yes the, 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 there'll be three hearings the first hearing you could do by teams sometimes the second hearing but the third hearing you would need to be present However, if you are living in the States, then we can ask that you are given permission to attend via Teams. So it's not unheard of to deal with it all via um, video link if you live in another country. And at that stage, I would need to get um, a solicitor to help me and and do all that stuff, right? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I always sort of suggest to people that they gauge it by the resistance they receive from the other side. The paperwork and things you are able to do yourself. Um, Obviously, if you Mm -hmm. can get that advice as to what you're entitled to, then you can run with it a little bit longer. Um, It will just depend on the resistance. Where the lawyers are useful is that obviously we can then run a legal argument in accordance to case law, which obviously the layperson can't do. So it just depends, Diana, how technical it gets, how difficult, what you guys are fighting about. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Betha, how can I help you? Hi. um, So I bought a house with my boyfriend in 2019 using the government help to buy scheme. Yeah. Um, And we split up a year later. And at the time, um, we didn't want to sell for various reasons. And he didn't have enough affordability to put the mortgage only in his name. So I moved out and I stayed on the mortgage. Um, He's been paying that mortgage since I moved out uh, in 2020. But now he's married. He's getting married, sorry, later this year. And I want to come off the mortgage. Yeah. and the house has increased quite a lot in value since we bought it. Yeah. Um, and he, he doesn't want to sell, so he just wants to remortgage everything into his own name. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering what my rights were. But the other thing is that at the time when I moved out, because it was quite a messy breakup and he was being very difficult, he basically drew up this piece of paper that said, that in the future, if we remortgaged or he sold it, that I wouldn't be entitled to any of the profits of the house. Um, that wasn't drawn up by a solicitor or anything. It was yeah. just between the two of us and we both signed it. Yeah. I didn't know if that would stand up in a court or Pro- probably yeah, not. just looking for some guidance. Yeah, probably wouldn't stand up in court, if I'm, if I'm honest with you, um, simply because it's not a legal document, so it hasn't been made by the court. If it's not made by the court, then the court don't have to be, um, you know, bound by it. Um, yeah. in, in terms of what you're entitled to, you are a legal owner of the property. So the starting yeah. point, I'm going to assume you own it 50-50 with him, would be that you are we entitled do. to 50% of the equity. Um, so okay. yes, he's been paying the mortgage, but the counter argument to that is that he's had exclusive use of that property since you moved out. And of course, yeah. you have had your own housing costs because you moved out. Um, yeah. So, you know, as long as he can remortgage... And then some, what I mean by that is, you know, buy you out. So whatever the equity is, he's then got to add half of that on again for a remortgage purpose. That's fine. Um, But of course, that's just a top overview. I don't know any more details than that. And it might be that you need to take some advice. 
Okay, thank you. Can I just check um, if he remortgaged and I came off, would he need to give me the potential value of the house that it is at now as opposed to when we bought it? What what the value is now, yes. What the value is now? Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for your help. You're welcome, bye. Easy Verdal, easy Verdal. Um, Hello, what's your question? Hi, Tracy. Thanks for taking my question. That's my a... name's Kyle, by the way. That's just my gaming name. Oh, hello, Kyle. <laughs> um, so I um, met some acquaintances, uh, a lesbian couple who yeah. wants to have a child. Yeah. And uh, I donated privately uh, to them. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a shock because the first time they conceived, uh, she conceived and she's pregnant right. uh, with my child. Yeah. It's not through heifer or anything. Um, by law, I, I am still the legal father. Now, we did decide no contact, but because it's happened so quick, I've had so many different thoughts and emotions and everything, and I don't know where I stand with this. Um, do do I have a right to see my child when it's born, or...? Yeah, what? I mean, I, I so, so I don't specialise in this area of law, um, but I mean, if there's no document drafted that you know has entered you contractually into signing away your PR, for example, then I don't yeah. see any reason why not. Um, I think yeah, unfortunately the, the... we have signed uh, contracts about okay. um, no contact, but there are pieces inside the contract that state that uh, at discretion I can have contract etc contact uh, but it's down to the mother's yeah. Yeah. will okay so you I suppose if if they're not then going to be beholden by that you could attend court and get a child arrangements order because if contractually yeah. you are going to be allowed some form of contact it might be nice to get an order that just sets a framework around that just so everyone knows where they stand because yeah. what you're Even thinking if... of might not be what they're thinking of. They might be thinking letterbox contact, you know, letters, presents, a visit once, yeah. a, once a year at Christmas. You might be thinking alternate weekends. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not sort of thinking that, to be honest with you, uh, Tracy. It's, I, I want them to have their family. I want yeah. them to be very happy. And that that's the whole point of this. Um, I, I just want to, to see, see my child. I, I'm gay and so... I wrote kids off years and years ago. Yeah. Um, so this is just a whole whirlwind of different emotions that I'm going through that I can't believe that someone's having my child, having Aww. my baby. And and, and, and and these emotions have changed me a little bit. Um, so it's not it's not even, you know, I want weekends or anything like that with a child when it's born. Yeah. It's yeah. just, even if it's an Uncle Kyle, you know, yeah. a family friend, yeah. I want them to have their family, have their unit, have, yeah. you know, be, be happy. So I think it, I think it's a part of me. Yeah, I, I, you know, I would start by by talking to them, seeing what their position is, establishing what it is that you want. Because obviously emotions are running high. We've still got a little while before baby's born. Um, yes. You know, things might change along the way. You might decide what you want now is very different to what you want when baby's born. Um, and of mm. course, you know, not I would never encourage litigation or, or a court application simply because, you know, you guys have got to, well, you not necessarily, but you want to try to be co-parenting. And I use that word loosely for like the next mm. 18 mm. years. And it'd be nice if you were invited, you know, to graduations and things and special yeah. occasions and birth, you know, special birthdays and stuff. Um, yeah. Speak to them. Like, like any yeah. parent, I want 
you know, for my child, I want them to have things that I never had. I'm a very yeah. intelligent person. I've got autism, yeah. uh, but in school, I never got recognised as being intelligent. I always got kept behind in, in classes and stuff because I wasn't getting the classes. But yeah, I can yeah. do the exams and stuff. Yeah. So I want my child to have the, the them opportunities to yeah. excel in school, excel in education, and stuff like yeah. that as well. And no, as I, I say, understand. It'd be great to, yeah. To to meet them. Absolutely. We'll have a chat with them first and hopefully yeah. you won't need to come back and chat with me, but you can if you have a clearer position or alternatively, if you didn't want to be broadcasting it, you can just drop me an email. All right. Oh, thank you. Thank no you, worries. Tracy. All right, then. Bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, Lilo, you are next up whenever you're ready. What's your question? So it's on behalf of my partner. Yeah. Um, He's got a son. He's seven. And yeah. he's just given him a mobile phone to have direct contact with him yeah um just because he's done wants to ask him general questions his mother's taken the phone off of him yeah and um she makes it very difficult for him to have contact so not allowing her son to ring him or she won't answer the phone if we ring her and then she said it's his fault and it just kind of goes around in a circle yeah. um so my question, he wants to go for 50% custody, basically. Yeah. And to also have a say, um, because he gets sent in the summer holidays in Seacrook, 100 miles away, to my partner's mother's house. But yeah. my partner doesn't agree with that, basically. Okay. And he has no say in it. And they, they still send him in Seacrook. Yeah. So I was, what, I was just going to ask, what's the likelihood of getting 50 50 50 custody if we went well i think i think i i probably wouldn't start with that question um if i were in your shoes i mean i'm going to assume that dad's got parental responsibility and he's on the birth certificate yeah Yeah. so if mom and dad aren't able to regulate even phone call contact then i think Mm -hmm. we'd need to get a child arrangements order in place that's the first thing okay and i think excuse me what that order will will stipulate is how often dad can have we call it indirect contact lilo if it's just phone contact or facetime so that's indirect contact so how often can Mm -hmm. dad have indirect contact and then how often can dad have direct contact it's probably a little bit unrealistic if dad's not having regular sort of overnight, you know, contact to then shift that to 50-50, okay? But dad will always have a say. So by putting his application in, he can also raise concerns about the paternal grandmother and how he doesn't actually want the child to have time with her and why that is. Because his parental responsibility means that he does share those responsibilities with mum. Mm-hmm. And obviously, all mum yeah. is doing at the moment is making all those decisions on her own. What I would say yeah. is it might be considered a little bit young to have a mobile phone at seven. Mm. And a mobile yeah. phone that's given with the intention of just asking questions might be considered a little bit inappropriate. But it's not at all out of the realms of possibility to have sort of a Monday, Wednesday and Friday call logged for maybe 30 minutes to just have a little chat. But I think I think the regular yeah. and the consistent is what's important. And that's always what the court are looking to achieve. Hope that helps. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Lilo. Um, did I say to Lilo that it's a C100 form? If I didn't, Lilo, that's the form that your partner needs to complete. It's the C100. Cass, what's your question? Hi, good evening. Hello. 
Um, I just wanted to ask a question regarding um, child arrangement orders. Um, I have a four-year-old and her father and I have a reasonably amicable arrangement, which has been ongoing for a while. However, um, when it comes to half terms, he he has every other weekend, but he likes to extend the his time the allotted time without any um prior heads up yeah so if he has on a, on a friday through to sunday he'll extend it um through monday tuesday and say nothing he will not give me any prior warning and it's happened once or twice or three times before but i'm at that point where i'm like okay this can't continue happening it's destabilizing my daughter routine schedules and everything in place and she's also autistic but she doesn't take to sudden changes in arrangements very well. Um, we've got, um, uh, he put forward a C-100 form to yeah. the court, but um, as it stands, we have no arrangement. The arrangement we have is not uh, is not by court order, so I'm not really sure what to do at this point. So if there's no court order, you might want to think about getting one. Um, did you say that he's made an application to the court, Cass? Yeah, he yeah, yeah he made an application to the court. He yeah. put in a C one hundred in terms of coming to an arrangement. He wants something more formal. Yeah. But he's never I've never denied him access to yeah. his daughter ever. And and as so part as, as part of that application, has he specified when he wants his daughter? No. All he put in there was um to spend time. That that's all he put in there. He didn't specify whether it was half terms yeah. or fifty fifty arrangement. Nothing of that sort. No. Right. Okay. So when you go to court, you want to be able to let the court know what you think is appropriate, if that makes sense. In in terms of yeah, yeah, you know yeah, d- days days and times and things. Yes. Yeah. 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 I just want something. I just don't want to be blindsided every time his weekend comes about and I'm not and I'm not sure is she coming back on a Sunday yeah is she coming back on a Monday when I question yeah. him about it he's very blase nonchalant could care less but you see so in, I, I, in in the actual court order it will say you know dad has contact Friday from 6 p.m until Sunday at 4 p.m it will and then of course yeah. yeah if dad doesn't you know well whatever times that you guys agree and if dad doesn't um, agree yeah. to that then obviously he will be in breach of the order do you know what I mean Yes, I do. I do. So in the meantime, should I just let it go and let him continue doing his sudden changes? Or I'm just not too sure what to do because it affects my child more than anything for her to acclimate to the sudden switch in I always say, Cass, I mean, you you have to use judgment. It's very hard for me. I can't answer a question directly like that because obviously I I don't know enough about your case. But you have parental responsibility and you can exercise that mm-hmm. if you deem it necessary to be in the best interest mm-hmm. of the child. So if you feel that the inconsistency is having a negative impact on the child, by all means, you mm-hmm. exercise your PR. What I would say is be ready to defend your decision, though, when you get to court, OK? Because the, uh, the, the flip side is that the court are going to be expecting you to encourage contact. Mm. All right. which I always have to be honest in all fairness I always have yeah. so I just yeah but I, I definitely understand what you're saying I definitely will I will have to defend my position no matter what decision I make but I, I appreciate your time this evening no problem you're welcome thanks Cass uh Rhiannon you are next up let me take you off mute I've got a um so me and my partner husband split up um approximately a year ago now yeah um he moved out of the family home um, and we've 
like he's had regular contact with the children and everything and he pays off towards the mortgage yeah um and we've just come to the decision now that we're going to sell the house sell the property yeah um and at the same time as selling the property we were going to go through the divorce and making everything kind of completely separate yeah um when the estate agents came to visit us um they said that going through divorce at the same time as selling the house would prolong the sale um and it would it would add a, a, approximately three months onto all the legal things to do with selling the house um that just left me slightly concerned because he lives with his parents at the moment but i will be going forward um and buying my own property so would he be entitled to any of the new property that i brought um, technically, yes, he would, but I'm assuming that you've got some money in the bank that's going to be used as a deposit for the property. So whether it's in the it'll bank... Be, it'll, yeah, it'll be the equity from the house. Yeah, so it's either going to be, you know, liquid, i.e. in the bank, or it's going to be in bricks and mortar. I, I wouldn't have thought that in three months' time it's going to raise significantly in value. Um, so whatever you buy the house for and put the deposit down, that's the only equity that's going to be in it. Do you see what I mean? So it won't really yeah. make a huge difference to your settlement figures if you're doing it quite quickly. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay, I was just I was just worried that if he decided, because um, what we what we discussed after the estate agent had been was that as soon as the house sale went through, he would then file for divorce straight away. Um, and I was just worried that he'd then try to get some of, like, half of the new house off me or something. But I don't understand why um, you're not doing the divorce anyway, Rhiannon. I don't I don't know what, what the hold-up is. You can just start it all. It, it won't hold anything up, really. It, the solicitor said that it would add three months on, like, once we got, a, like, a, a buyer for the house... He said it would complicate things and that solicitor, solicitors would ask for more um, reports and and valuations and things like that. But the house is going to be sold, the family home I'm talking about, and the equity in it yeah. is going to be divided between you both. So lots, yeah. of, lots of times we will have an order that we'll draft up, say, today, and the house is on the market for sale, and we put in the order that when the house is sold you know, the parties are going to take 50-50. And then the order's sealed by the court and the lawyers all go home and the house might not sell for another six months. But does it doesn't yeah. hold anything up. You just... Because if you've got a signed order by the court that you're getting 50% of the equity, well, you're going to get your 50%, whether you take it before the order or after. It's better to take it after the order's been made because you're protected rather than before... Yeah. I'm, that's, I'm just, that's what I was thinking. I yeah. think I think maybe the estate agent just wants us to go to to make it possibly go faster if he's kind of trying and, to scare us into thinking fine. that it would no, no, take I mean, longer if we were going through the divorce at the same time or something. I would I would carry on with your conveyancing process. That's not going to change at all. So continue with that. Um, and at the same time, I would start your divorce and your financial order. You've got your conveyancing dealing with the one thing, and you've got your family solicitor dealing with the other. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. You. Thanks. Bye. Uh, right. Red Nikki, you are up next. What's your question? Hi. Um, bit of a, not a long question, but <laughs> for me, it's a, a long-winded thing that's been going on. Me and my husband are currently trying to um, get a financial order settlement 
Um, he, I moved out of the family home. There is no mortgage on the family home. Uh, we've had it valued. He offered me half of the property, um, obviously in cash. Um, the judge said no and rejected that offer. Yeah. We added £15,000 on top of the property value. So I'd get half the property plus £15,000. Again, this has now come back rejected. Um, the judge has said that because I'm not taking his pension due to his ill health, that £15,000 is not a big enough lump sum for a 17-year marriage, um, you know, sort of going forward. It's not fair, basically. It's not a fair split. Yeah. So they've asked me and my husband to now go into court yeah. and have a hearing. Yeah. So my question is, what ha- what will happen in that hearing? And will the judge, does the judge have the authority, if you like, to overrule my my husband is refusing to give me any more money and he's also refusing to share his pension. Um, so he's basically telling me that I just need to go and agree so we can get it all done quickly. But will the judge have the power to overrule and say to him, no, this isn't good enough, you need to do this, this and this? The court won't tell him what to do. All the court will say is, I'm refusing to make the order because it's not fair and reasonable. Now, both of you go off yeah. and take legal advice. But the court right, then the okay. court won't say I'm not making it because it's fair it's not fair and reasonable and to make it fair and reasonable you need to do this this and this because that's giving advice and the judge must stay impartial. So okay. yet yes he can refuse to make the order because it, it will be his order you know it's an order of the court they don't have to make it if they if they don't think it's reasonable and fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they won't tell him what to do no they'll just say go and get legal advice. Okay, so he's got he's got a solicitor who's got legal advice that he's taking with him. Unfortunately, because yeah. I've had to move out of the family home with the dependent children, and I'm now renting, and it's like complicated. I couldn't afford to get a solicitor um, at the time because all solicitors want they they wanted massive down payments, and I yeah. just didn't have the funds because yeah. he's not helping at all. Yeah. Um. So he's got a solicitor, but I haven't. Right. Would it would it be if Obviously, depending on what the what happens in the hearing, um, if I went to a solicitor, then would we have to completely start again with no. disclosures no. and everything? Or no, not at all, not at all. I think uh, as difficult as it might be, you really do need to get at least one hour with a solicitor to find out what you're legally entitled to, because the court yeah. might be sort of pleading with you silently to say, would you please ask me for this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you can just yeah. say to the court, well, I think I need X amount and he can keep all his pension, the court would say, there we go, and that's fair and reasonable. But they can't put those words into your mouth. Do you know what I mean? If he yeah, does exactly. have a solicitor, yeah. then they may turn to his solicitor and say, can you please explain to the court why your client thinks that's a fair and reasonable offer? Um, because actually, it's not a fair and reasonable offer. But that doesn't really help you. Do you know what I mean? So as difficult yeah. as it is, try just to get that one hour's advice so that you can go into court the next time and and sort of say, right, this is what I want. Okay, perfect. All right, fab. All yeah. right, I'll leave yeah, it there. Perfect. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much. Hello, JJ. How can I help? Oh, hi. I wonder if you can. Um, I'm asking for a family member. Yeah. Um, she has split up with her partner. They weren't married. They're together for about 18 years. Um, they've got two children. 
um, one who is 11 and one who is seven. Yeah. Um, he left the family home and has had an affair and within a year and a half set a baby with somebody else. Yeah. This is why the 11 year old doesn't want to see him. Yeah. Um, he is bombarding with texts and messages about um, not sleeping his daughter. Um, the family member is said, has tried to say to get her to see him, but she's adamant she doesn't want to see him. Um, and really, I'm just wondering, also with the young, the other child that they've got, he's sort of, he's trying to get him to do sports, like football sports, sort of, I think, literally five times a week. He's very slight and, and they think that it might, my family member thinks that it's too much for them. He's also just completely bombarding her, trying to see um, the, the boy. He's seen him regularly. Um, I'm just wondering, is there a way of, of, she's got a court order going through at the moment, but it's very stressful for her at the moment. And obviously, I think it's going to take a few more months for it all to be settled. Is there any suggestions of what she can do to stop? She's also blocked him and asking her, him to contact other family members to make arrangements. Any messages that she has had have just been lots of, very very long emails just spitting out loads of lies and things and it's just I'm really wondering what she can do to sort of stop this because it's obviously really stressful and lots going on for her when, when you um, mean... while the court order's going through well yeah. I think it's sort of just only just going through now so I think she's gonna have a few more months so when you say stressful before... for her are the, are the emails is it just emails first of all what sort of messages are they just emails well, or text messages? It, it, yeah, it's emails. About, first of all, it was text messages, okay. but she's blocked him. Then, and, um, and do they have to... Now long email. It's just basically... Yeah. It's not anything that's really... Well, it's borderline harassing, but not. I think yeah, cleverly and that's, written how yeah, it's done. That's where I was um, going with it. So if it's not harassment, there isn't too much she can do, really. Um, because she's not going to be able to get a non-molestation order against him. Um, as difficult no. as it is, um, she's just going to have to, you know, ignore nine and respond to one. Ignore nine and respond yeah. to what Do you know what I mean? And, and that's all she can do, really. And eventually... He's sort of using it against her, saying that she's not letting him her, him see the children. Yeah, he won't, succeed. He, she, she... he won't succeed on that argument because she, all she'd do is just show the reams of emails and text messages that she receives from him. And all she then needs to show is the one email to say, yeah, when would you like to see the child? So she doesn't need to worry about yes. that. Yeah, I just wondered if there's anything that in place before this is all set. So she's really got to just put up with it and sort of go through us to, okay, all right. What about with regards, is this something to do with the court, with the sports activity that he's doing already three times a week? Where she's set in place, he sees the child on like a Wednesday and then every other weekend. But he's also added football nights Tuesday and Thursday. So he's seeing the child quite a lot at the moment but he's still saying this isn't enough and he's just completely badgering her and constantly saying that he should be seeing them speaking so she's saying letting him do it for the moment because obviously she doesn't want the stress of it all but it is actually too much I feel and he keeps asking saying I'm having 50-50 parental responsibility I will get this but she feels she's the 
sole carer for them at the moment and he's seeing them quite a lot already. Yeah, I think... Regular and, like, yeah, if she, if she, contact. Yeah, I don't think she's got anything to worry about with regards to shared care. And when it comes to the sporting activities, she can just raise that with the court as inappropriate. Okay. Right. Lovely. Okay. That's Thank you. fine. Lovely. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Um, I'm going to come to the unlucky one next because I invited you up ages ago and it's taken you a while to join. What's your question? I have spoken to you before. Okay. Um, you advised me to have the one hour appointment with yeah. somebody. Obviously, yeah. I'd had the free half an hour appointment with her anyway. Yeah. So I went on to have the hour appointment, which yeah. I paid quite a lot of money for. Yeah. And she still didn't give me the kind of, you know, the answers to the questions that I was needing. And she sent me out all this letter bomb legal stuff to sign and says she'll give me the details of what I'm, I can get, basically, once I've accepted that she's going to take the case on for me. But she's also given me a quote of 7500 to £30,000. Now, I went to pay for that hour just to get, you know, the, the advice of, where I stand legally. Yes, she didn't give me it. Is there anything I can do about that? Or is it, have I just gone after sign to say she can take on the case for me? So I I would be looking at your terms and conditions, looking yeah. at your client care letter, because, you know, if you, if you haven't had any advice within the hour, then it, you, you, it's okay for you to challenge and say to the solicitor, well, can you just help me understand exactly what I'm paying for here? Um, yeah. Because I, the, the problem I have with that, and a lot of law, law firms will do this, is how do you know if you need to go on and instruct her if you don't know what your position is? You have yeah. to know what your position is. Like, I wouldn't be able to give a client following that first hour an exact answer. But what Mm -hmm. I would say to them is, look, based on what you've told me, you're going to be entitled to about 60, 65% of the property. We're most Mm -hmm. likely going to be able to apply for spousal maintenance. Not sure how much that's going to be, but we are going to be able to do that. Blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I'm giving sort of an outline based on what the information I've um, found out in that hour as to what their case is going to look like. And also, more importantly, the prospects of success. And I'm measuring that by asking what sort of evidence do we have? You know, what is it that we have asset wise in the marriage? And therefore, what are the needs of the parties? And what will that distribution look like? Yeah, she she went through all that and she went through all the questions. Um, Obviously, I'm I'm not well myself. I've had to give her all my medical stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, And she did say she would definitely be saying we'd be going for more than 50% of the assets of the house. Um, But didn't say sort of how what percentage and then she said about his pension that everybody starts with entitled to 50 percent of the contributions made but then she said she wouldn't even touch that she'd want to go for an equal pension payout right now (laughs) so i I don't i don't know whether that's likely or whether it's even fair because he's only 36 so she's telling me in 40 years time (laughs) I may be able to get half of whatever his pension is, but surely it would be better for him and for me to take a lesser, uh, a larger percentage now and leave his pension alone for his future. Can I do that? Is that, is that a legal you, thing to do? Yeah, you can. You can trade in your pension entitlement for something else. 
Um, and right. if you're if you're both in agreement to that, you can do it. But just to reiterate on the whole question around pensions is the the pension share happens now. So we, we look at all the contributions made during the marriage and then we apportion yes. them out in accordance to fairness. And then the pension share happens. So if you're entitled to a percentage of his pension, that's lifted now when the pension share order is made and dropped into your pension now. So it still it still obtains a clean break. It you just right. that you won't receive your pension until retirement age. But the actual mm. pension share, you don't wait until retirement till that happens. That will happen now. Right, okay, she didn't explain that. I was just thinking, I don't want 40 years down the line to be, you know, getting half of his pension. That, because he'll have moved no. on by then and yeah. got another family and stuff. And I, no, I no, don't no. want it... to be a bane for the rest of his life. Yeah, no, it, it happens now. Okay, All thank right. you, Tracy. You're welcome. Thanks, bye. Thanks a lot. Okay, what's your question? Hi, um, I've been going through a family court for the past eight years regarding my three children. Why? Um, they currently live with Dad. Um, we've had a Section 7 report done and he's been accused of parental alienation. Um, and it's a chronic way. Um, I think that means a harsh way. Um, as he's trying to stop the indirect contact that I'm currently having uh, with the children... He's actually told uh, all three of my children that the letters that I'm having should actually stop. Um, now, I've spoken to, obviously, a solicitor, and she said it's it's kind of emotional abuse that he's doing to my children because all three children have said that they want to have a relationship with me, but he's done his statements and he's refusing uh, any contact whatsoever. Because, um, obviously, we're having a guardian at court, so where do I stand uh, with regards to all this? And will a judge go for the no contact that dad's going for? I, I suspect not. I mean, it's difficult to answer that, Kay, because I don't know what concerns are before the court with regard to your parenting. I suspect very few if the court have found that he is alienating you from the children. Um, do you have a solicitor, Kay? Yeah, he's, he's kind of... So, he, he was saying before, because this has been going on for eight years... And it's been mental health, mental health every single time. So I do suffer with a bit of mental health. Um, but I have got two younger children in my full-time care at the moment with no issue. Um, but he hasn't mentioned that in his statements uh, regarding that, you know, that is a concern. He's just put that, you know, he doesn't want me to have any contact with the children whatsoever and hasn't put why. I would be speaking to your solicitor and saying, I don't know what application you've got before the court, but I want to put an application in for shared residence. Because if... See, that's what I've gone for. Good, um, okay. And she said she's not sure whether I'll get that. No, um, and, and, because it, and it may be obviously that they need to find that yeah. he is seriously parenting alienation towards me. And, you, and it may be that you don't get that, Kay, but if the court are sort of using those words anyway, then I would be throwing it in. But I doubt very much that the court's going to make a no order, no contact order. Um, right, okay. I, I, I suspect. But again, I'm only telling you that based on what you've told me, all right? Yeah, just one last thing as yeah. well. Um, my eldest is 14 this year. Yeah. Um, and obviously with me having indirect contact, am I right in just leaving to reach out to her uh, by myself or wait till court? Think, before I reach out to her, because she's currently going through mental health issues at the moment. So. Yeah, I think I think because you're all within the court process, Kay, I would be waiting until the next court hearing and then asking for permission to be able to, you know, indirect contact her via phone 
um, you know, and, and have that included in the order, I'm pretty sure the court would, would be okay with that. Um, right, okay. But obviously... Thank you very much. Yeah, wait and ask them. No, no problem. Thanks, Kay. Bye. Thank you. Um, right, guys, I'm going to go and grab something to eat because I'm absolutely starving. Um, and I'm back here tomorrow again at six. So thank you for joining me. I hope that that was um, of use to some of you. Um, and yeah, I look forward to chatting to you all tomorrow. Bye.